Time to start soaking in him, right? That's what I like to do. Soak in him. Samara's not here, but a long time ago, she told me her favorite thing to do in the world is to, like, come here when nobody's here and play her keyboard or you know, just even put on music and just soak in the Lord and pray. And at the time, right, I was going through a pretty rough time with the Lord, so I was like, that's not my favorite thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go to like Applebee's. But she said that's her favorite thing in the world. She'll still tell you that today. It is. She loves to soak in the Lord. Just love to sit and let Him be with us. And that may look differently to you than, than me. It doesn't have to be coming here and doing all that. And I'm playing instruments, so it's music for me. But um, sometimes that's sitting and making a list and praying. Slowly, you know, with the Lord and just seeing what He says. I know Kylan challenged us earlier on in the year to pray for an hour a day. And I tell you, if you make a, I'm a, I'm a list guy, right? So if you make a, if I made a list, it's not that hard to do that because you just keep thinking of stuff. Are you, know, you praying for this person or this? Fa- start combining, like, all right, I'm gonna pray for the Bostic family. I'm gonna pray for this person and this person, and, that. and then eventually you're just like the Bostics. Praying for the bosses, you know what I mean? So, but you'll be here forever, and that's okay because Paul says pray, pray unceasingly. Don't stop praying. You know, there's things we pray about all the time, every day. There's things that there are for a season. But I got tired of, of not praying for people. I'll put it that way. Like you know somebody who needs prayer. And they'll go through this thing, this season, and they'll come back and say, Thanks to everybody who prayed for me. I got tired of being the guy who was like, yeah, I didn't pray at all for you during that time, thinking that in my mind. I'm like, why? I love these people. You know what I mean? Whoever they, they were or are. Got to spend time praying. Time to start soaking in him. You know? Make yourself a list. Start soaking in him if you're not already. Your secret place can be whatever, but I'm pretty sure he wants more than your five-minute ride to work. Got a 45-minute ride? Okay. But, you know, you see the bumper stickers like my, my prayer closet's my car, and that's fine. But how much can you get in in five minutes, you know? It's a good place to start. I'll always say that. But when he's first, and, and I want to give, like, most of my time to him, a few minutes, this isn't going to work. A Sunday, a Wednesday work. You can come here and get filled up as much as you want. But you got to get to know him. Got to get to know him in a personal way. You can hear tons of stuff about him, but until you talk to him, you won't know what he's saying to you. you know? A lot of people pray, and I was one of a man for years, stood in line, prayer lines, things like that, like waiting for that prophet or that Apostle, I'd read certain books and be like, this is the book. Somewhere in here is going to be that word for me that like changes my whole life and, you know, that just magic button, I guess. And that never came. <laughs> I mean, I had a couple guys like, you know, prophesy or whatnot, and they were, they were right about what they prophesied in my life, but it wasn't like the life-changing thing that made me love God more. 
You know what was? Finding out who he was by myself. And no matter how many times I wanted it really fast, it always came really slow. And I'm like, God, why do you do things like this? Why do you run your kingdom this way? Well, he answered, sometimes he answers slowly. Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes we don't see it. Why do you do things this way? And I found out that God is the most patient person that I've ever known. Like, arguably patient. Right? Like, upsettingly patient. Like, I need this now. Don't you understand? I'm trying to get to know you here. I'm not, you know, just trying to get some, win the lottery. You know, I'd be all right with winning the lottery. Just trying to get to know you, right? And he's like, you're getting to know me. So be patient with the Lord. Man, I'm finding out his kingdom is so different than ours, this, this one here, this world. And we hear it all the time, right? The generation of microwaves and, and so on that <clears throat> we get everything fast. But even when I'm in a mood to like, all right, Lord, I'm just going to wait on you and I'm going to take my time with this. Month goes by, two months go by, six months go by, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've been patient. He's like, you know how long I've been waiting on the bride to get herself ready? A lot longer. We will be ready. We'll be a perfect and spotless bride for, for the Lord. But he's been waiting a long time. So that Gentile cup is full. He ain't coming back. So, um, I'll end with, with this. I said earlier that God has the right, basically, to do whatever he wants. God has the right to interrupt your life and my life at any time. Um, there are things that happen in our lives, right? Not all of them are good. I have to believe that everything in my life is seen by God, allowed by God, and, and orchestrated by God to a degree, right? Not saying I don't, you know, I don't believe in physical, some physical thing bad things coming from the Lord, but I'm saying that he doesn't not see what's happening. You know what I mean? He doesn't not see everything going on in your life right now. He's still in control. He has the right to interrupt you at any time. When he does, I think it's okay to ask God, Lord, who are you trying to be in my life now that you couldn't be before this happened? You know? God, I lost my job. Okay. Who are you trying to be to me now that you couldn't be to me when I had that job? Right? Because he has different facets that he's going to teach you. We just have to let him interrupt our lives. Um, there's, a, there's a testimony that I've been listening to some testimonies recently about another guy uh, who, real quick, he spent another guy in prison, got saved in prison. Um, and on his release day, this was a, this really helped me. On his release day, after, I don't know, a decade, something like that, said he walked out of the prison, uh, walked out of the prison, got immediately picked up by some government agent, the FBI, something like that. And they said, his name's, if you want to look him up, his name's Herman Mendoza. Um, and he, he said, they immediately took me back to prison and said somehow I had violated my parole. He's like, I just got released, so I don't know how that was possible. I keep walking out. But he said, I didn't get mad. 
I didn't get upset. And he had a family waiting on him, wife and some kids. He just said, well, Lord, you must want me to go preach at this other place then. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, I hope that my mind is in it. And he got out a few months later. It was a mistake, right? He got released. But the point is, he wasn't like, God, I've been doing all this stuff for you because he was preaching in a prison. I've been doing all this stuff for you. I've been preaching. Now I'm getting, you know, when I'm supposed to be released now, I'm getting picked up again for something I didn't do, blaming God, right? His mind was in the right place. And that's where I want my mind to be. I want God to, uh, to interrupt me anytime he wants to. And if he wants me to go do something else, then I'm going to go do something else. If he wants me to stay where I'm at, then I'll just keep praying and stay where I'm at, <laughs> even though that's not necessarily what I want. Last scripture is Mark 13, 35. Through 37, you have to be looking for God, right? So I found, man, when you're looking for him, you see him all over. When you're not looking for him, you think he's not there, but you're not looking for him. Mark 13, 35 through 37, watch, therefore, you do not know when the master of the house comes. In the evening or at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster, or in the morning. I always thought that was the same thing. But apparently, apparently not. Uh, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say to you, I say to you all, watch. Don't get too busy for God. And forget to watch. The more you let in, the more will take root. And that applies to the Paul says, sow those things in the Spirit, and that's what you'll reap. You have a harvest, and you only have a harvest from what you sow, what you do, not what you don't do. If the enemy tries to grab it, just like God does, if it's fleshly stuff, it'll take root. And then you have to work that mess out. That's a hard thing to do, right? Amen. That's it. That's all I got. That's the, the points were made, so. I'm going to pray real quick. Lord, I thank you that you, you are patient with us, that you never stop trying to spend time with us. You're always willing. You never sleep. So whether we're ready at midnight or we're ready at 6 a.m. or in the evening, you're always ready. I thank you that you have revelation waiting for us so we can get to know you more, so that we can speak to other people about you. We know that you're trying to save as many as will be saved. Pray that we can be a part of that. That we can help grow your kingdom. Lord, I pray that you get my mind and our minds in a place where we allow you to interrupt our lives at any time. Let us know it's you. Let us just think, maybe this is God. Lead us not into temptation. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank, thank you, you Judah. You know, why don't you, why don't you jump up on your feet and we'll close up. One of the greatest things you can learn in your life to do is slow down. And all the things that Judah was talking about tonight can only happen because you've learned to slow down. Because life wants to spin you busy.
And you've got to learn to slow down. And, and not only to slow down, to take time. But when you slow down, you'll start to learn a lot of other things, too, that come with it because you're spending time. You'll learn that the kingdom of God does grow like a plant. It's not fast. The kingdom of God does work like the yeast being worked through the dough. It's not a quick process. That fruit of the spirit of patience will have a better opportunity to grow in you. There's things that happen, and, and you start to see a different perspective of a world because you're slowing down and spending time and seeking first the kingdom that has a chance to get in your heart and do something. Amen? Amen. Let's just raise our hands up. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. We worship you tonight, Lord. You are, you are the great I am. Lord, I pray tonight as, as we close out that you, uh, we know you're ever-present, but I pray we stir ourselves up to be hungry after you, so much so that we will slow down. Lord, because we want to know you more. We want to know you. Above all things in this world, all the things we can have, all the things we can chase, all the things we can achieve, we want to know you. And we thank you that you're not a distant God, but you're intensely personal to each one of us. And we thank you for that. So we do praise you tonight. We do worship you. And once again, as always, we give ourselves to you. You are our God. You are our Savior. And we follow you. Thank you so much for wanting to be with us as you are. In Jesus' name, we all say Amen. Well, thank you, Judah. Good word, good challenge, good reminder. Sunday morning, back to discipleship. So hopefully bring somebody out. Be blessed as you go tonight. We'll see you this weekend.